You're listening to the Healthy For Now podcast with Dr. Eric and Coach Chris. All we want is for you to adopt a Healthy For Now mindset, which really means that you take it day by day. You live in the present. You do everything in your power to live your best life. We cover topics related to health, fitness, wellness, with the intention to educate and entertain our patients, coaching clients, and community. Thanks for listening. Subscribe so you never miss our bi-weekly episodes. If you enjoy listening, send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. We'd love to connect, answer your question. It's time for the show. Back with another episode of Healthy For Now. This is number 28, so thanks for tuning in. I'm Coach Chris. I've got Dr. Eric here with me, so we can dive in and discuss antioxidants. So, Eric, welcome Welcome to number 28. It's been a while. We haven't been on the podcast for a while. We've been doing other things. We're back. Uh, what comes to mind when you hear the word antioxidants? Uh, it would have been different before I did research, but after I did a lot of research on it, I'm going to go ahead and say completely unknown because what we're told and what information is actually out there on antioxidants doesn't really match up. So like you can, I, I saw articles that said antioxidants are great. I saw articles that said antioxidants are complete shit. I saw articles that are like, it's indifferent. So Send me that article that says it's complete shit. I want to, I want to see that article. Yeah, it was written by me, <laughs> believe it or not. No, so I mean, it's, it's all across the spectrum on so many different aspects on what people actually believe. So I know what I got out of my research and we'll, I'm going to wrap, when we do the wrap up, you're going to do your wrap up. I'll do my wrap up and I'll kind of talk about my takeaway from it. But the variability of what these actually are, the biggest takeaway that I found from the research was the supplementation aspect of it and how there's more research that shows that if you supplement through supplementation and not ingesting the proper food, the dietary aspect of it, then you could one, be overdosing, which is a problem. We talked about that with uh, micronutrients, uh, particularly, I think vitamin E had a lot to do with um, like cardiovascular type stuff when you overdose. So when we supplement, one, we could not be supplementing the right type of antioxidants for what we need, as well as we can potentially overdose and that causes more problems too. So the best way to do it is just eat right in the first place. And that's kind of what we drill over and over in this podcast, just about every episode. Uh, what about you? What was your first thought when you got done researching? Honestly, what comes to mind for me, like let's say pre-research of these this actual kind of stuff, the first thing is the marketing. And, and the marketing of one specific product, thought of a bunch, but one specific product always, I don't know why, it's that pomegranate juice, like palm oh, the palm yeah. yeah i think it they just commercials must really kick ass related to antioxidants because and then i went to their their website today and i just kind of peeked at it and yo antioxidants are good for you i would say but if you're getting from the right sources and probably not overthinking it you know if you have a good clean healthy diet fruits vegetables so forth we'll get into that you're probably okay if you lean on the on the side of you put a lot of toxins in your body, like you're, you're a smoker, you exercise a lot too. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways that you can, we should get into free radicals. We'll explain that in a second. But if you're creating inflammation for your body on an excessive level, then, you know, antioxidants are going to help you. 
supplementation. I didn't do a lot of research on that specifically. I really kind of paid attention to more um, the science behind like where we can get them from. So I guess I'll, I'll cover that real quick and then I'll throw it back to you. So oxidative stress, right? There's this thing called free radicals, uh, which is essentially has to do with inflammation in your body. Um, and they're created in a bunch of different ways. But oxidative stress reflects the imbalance between the systemic manifestation of reactive oxygen species and a biological system's ability to readily detoxify the reactive intermediates or to repair the resulting damage. Now, that was a Wikipedia definition. Let me interpret it for the listener. Systemic manifestation has to do with our lifestyle choices and our environment because those things seriously impact our health in one way or another. So there's this thing called redox, which is R-E-D-O-X. It's slang for reduction oxidation. Basically, it's a chemical reaction where the, the state of an atom is kind of oxidized related to the transferring of electrons. If you think back to, to chemistry, I always hated chemistry. I was always not very good at it. It's just too complicated for me, man. But uh, the transferring of electrons, that's like the free radicals are essentially stealing them. They're bad guys. They're stealing the electrons, creating imbalances at the cellular level. That's like the, the simplest I can kind of make it for you. Yeah, when so when that cell, you need, the cell wants to be balanced. We all want to be in balance. Life is about balance. You move well, you eat well, you sleep well. Everything needs to be a proper balance of all of that. So when your cells are whole, they have the right number of protons, electrons, neutrons, substance in the cell. So what Chris is talking about is that when that free radical will bump into that cell or hits the cell membrane, we'll, we'll talk about different types of it later. But what happens is that it pulls that electron, it steals it like he's saying. So what can happen when that cell doesn't have that balance, it'll die. It's called apoptosis, which will just kind of self-destruct and it won't work. You can have permeable membranes to which where the outside of the cell doesn't allow proper input and output. So that could be the difference between you having, you needing to run from something in a very high stress, stressful situation and then your brain doesn't have that proper connection to your leg to be like, move those muscles that can happen. So it's just like breakdown and making sure that those cells don't work properly when all of these free radicals. Now there are positive free radicals, which I didn't know until I was doing research. So we actually produce free radicals when we work out, when that, that's, this is a positive way to do it um, or a positive aspect of our lives that create free radicals. And what they do is that they'll bump into any, when anything that they touch, they can pull those electrons from. So a lot of times when we're sick, we have a lot of bacteria and viruses and a bunch of stuff in our body, both good and bad. So what's these good, I, I look at these good free radicals as almost like a subset of white blood cells. So when we think of white blood cells, we think of attacking the bacteria or helping you get better. That's kind of what these good uh, free radicals are doing as well. So they can pull those electrons from the bacteria or whatever cell is negatively impacting our lives and it pulls that out and then the same thing happens it'll end up dying sooner and then you get healthier and that's what happens from a positive aspect of free radicals which i had no idea until i did research which is why i like doing this stuff did you did you know that 
No, I didn't. I I, I like that. That's a, that was a really good way of explaining it. Um, didn't really think of it like that. One note I wanted to make, though, kind of piggybacking off what you were saying is just to explain a little bit further about um, how the damage is kind of created. So if we've got disturbances at that cellular level and these free radicals sometimes will damage the DNA of cells, kind of what Eric was saying, um, and this could be proteins, the fats, right? Your cell membrane is made up of lipids and fats. Um, and when the DNA gets damaged, sometimes it gets mutated. And these are the things, this is where kind of cancer can come from. So, you know, hey, we all know that smoking is related to cancer. You can see now how these types of things is smoking is creating a lot of oxidative stress and free radicals within your body. And there's a lot of damage going on. Antioxidants are going to be beneficial in some capacity, but again, not all it's a very depthy. It's a very depthy topic, right? There's a lot of different antioxidants, a lot of variations to this. At the end of the day, we're going to give you the general information to say, Hey, you, if you eat healthy, live healthy, you're generally okay. But, uh, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, this is just another way to think of something on how to, one, prevent negative things from happening to you 20 years down the line and preparing now for it. It's just another avenue to get you to think, okay, why am I having this disease or why am I having this problem later or even now? I mean, it doesn't have to be later. I look at things later down the life because I think of myself as generally a healthy individual. I exercise, I eat pretty decent and I sleep well. So it's just like, I know that eventually our bodies are going to break down and it, uh, oxidative stress that Chris was talking about earlier. The one study that I kept seeing, not one study consistently seeing, but the type of study that I saw were case studies that dealt with um, aging of us and uh, mainly from the skin level or from the, yeah, from the level of our skin and how we look older is that this oxidative stress directly affects that. So when we get the proper antioxidants, then that the study showed that it helps with anti-aging. So people think of anti-aging cream and doing stuff like that. Ultimately, if you eat right, it's gonna help you stay younger, um, not just feeling younger, but looking younger and healthier as well. Because everything, um, oxidative stress that he was talking about, it really creates more free radicals bouncing around than what is necessary. And we hit that oxidative stress level once that there's an imbalance. Because if we're treating, if we have the same amount of antioxidants as free radicals, we're in homeostasis, we're where we need to be, we're in balance. It's when the free radicals are, we have more free radicals than antioxidants, that's when that oxidative stress comes. And that's when things like cancer can come about Heart, heart diseases, neurodegenerative diseases, aging, uh, feeling old, feeling like shit, feeling stressed out, um, feeling ex like gassed sooner. Like we all should be able to last a full day and like do everything we need to. Now we all have all off days, but from a general standpoint, if we're living a healthy life, we should be able to make it through a day perfectly fine and not really feel tired. But there's a lot of things that go into that, not just the free radical aspect, but um, what did you, did you do research on like the types of antioxidants, like the micronutrients aspect? A little bit. So 
you know, the so I'll go back to like what I was thinking about and yeah. how I think about like the the pomegranate, uh, the palm juice. Um, I, I did a little dig into that, and yeah, I want to hear that. Yeah, I mean it's not a lot. So they uh, they talk about polyphenols and anthocyanins, right? So anthocyanins um, they possess an antioxidative and antimicrobial. Um, why am I blanking on how I want to say this? Um, quality. That's what I was looking for, right? Uh, and they can help improve your visual and neurological health, right? They can kind of help protect against uh, some non-communicable. Com- well, I can't speak tonight. Non-communicable. Yes, sir. Thank you. I gotcha. Um, polyphenols. I didn't. I didn't start digging into that, but it did make me think of. It just had me like kind of reminiscent on like chemistry because it was talking about the colors, right? The colors of polyphenols are. I think the poly- no, it's anthocyanins are, are related to the substance colors of like pigments in like fruits and vegetables and those kinds of things. And this, what this made me think about is this is why they always say, hey, you should eat a rainbow um, related to your diet because you get these from all different aspects. General information, as we've already said, is fruits, vegetables um, are definitely great sources of micronutrients. We've already covered that. Um, here in antioxidants and they're just going to help balance out the system man you know we live we live in a world where that we have choices to make with our diets and it if you can it's kind of a no-brainer to protect yourself you know and and have repeatable systems and measures to make sure that you just limit the damage that you're doing to your tissues man Um, i just think people kind of get on a path and they're doing a lot of damage and they don't really like recognize it until they finally do. And they're just, they're worse off from it, right? Instead of, you know, health is about being proactive. And I think everybody already knows generally what antioxidants are because of the marketing. I had a client recently asked me about like green tea is I'm like, yo, I was like, Google green tea, it's all positive. Yeah. It just is, you know? So um, I think there's a lot of value to antioxidants, but I don't know if there's a lot of value to like overthinking the process. Um, I did find some information on where free radicals kind of come from, and you covered a little bit. Of it. So, uh, come from the mitochondria, peroxisomes, inflammation, phagocytosis, and exercise. And then you've got like the externally generated sources come from like cigarette smoke and like pollution, which you can't see typically, radiation, right? UV rays, drugs, pesticides um the ozone uh, and then like industrial solvent so there's a lot of things like there's a, like the, the air quality isn't always the best there's a lot of ways that we get um introduced to negative things that will break us down so you just have to take that proactive approach the best you can and get like rich sources of micronutrients as often as possible uh, <laughs> Yeah, you can't have enough. Like I talked about overdosing with the supplementation aspect, but if you're just ingesting food, you're not going to be able to eat enough where it's going to harm you. And if you do, good, like, good for you. Like you have other problems if you're eating that much all the time, all day, every day. Just, but either way, no. I, you said pollution. That's a really big deal. Um, just because everyone's talking about 
green. We have to make things better. We have to make the environment or we have to protect the environment and all that stuff. Um, when I hear pollution, my mind goes to China just because their cities are massive with smog and massive with pollution. And that's where one of the studies came from that I saw um, yesterday, Monday, whatever, I don't even know what today is, Wednesday, Monday. So it's, it's talked about a 40 year lifespan. This is a retro, retro, retro perspective study. Hey, at least we both can't talk today. That's pretty cool. So the retro perspective study that showed the aging of people who lived in the city of Shanghai versus the um, people who lived in like smaller villages just outside. And then people um, aged a lot quicker of the people who lived in the city. And part of that is due to the free radical aspect of constantly being around that, not being able to escape it. The pollution is really damaging our bodies internally. And this is one of the ways that it does it. Not saying that pollution means free radicals. No, but pollution allows free radical, more free radicals to affect us in the long term, which I thought was pretty cool. I'm not saying you don't need to not live in a city. That's not what I'm saying. You just have to be aware of your surroundings and what, because there's pros and cons of everywhere. There really is. There really are. But you need to make sure that you understand both the pros and cons of everything. And this is just one little thing that if you're living in a highly polluted area or a more rundown area where you might have shitty water due to runoff and all that type of stuff, just eating healthier can help prevent some of that stuff from affecting you. The other um, thing I wanted to talk about real quick was, have you heard of that uh, produce store in Lincoln and O'Fallon called Just Produce? Yeah, I have yet to go in though. I went twice this week. The first and second time I went in there. Um, guys named Darnell. What's Great. up Darnell? I know, right? If he listens, that'd be pretty sweet. But either way, so I went be. in there, super nice guy, and he started talking about just like where he gets his stuff from, um, how he gets it, and how like the progression goes. But it's a really small store. When you walk in, all that you see are colors. So when you talked about eating the rainbow, my mind instantly went to my first time or second time in the store. Whereas like, okay, you look on the left and then you kind of just like gaze across and it's all one small room. So it's like, okay, it goes from yellows to oranges to reds to greens, and then it goes backwards. And it's just like, okay, it has the full spectrum and every color in between, depending on what type of pepper you're looking for, or what even oranges have different pigmentation and that type of stuff. So when you said that, my mind went to, well, yeah, just go in the store and just kind of pick a little bit of everything, and then you'll be all right. Because you do get different nutrients and different micronutrients through um, antioxidants, just because we're talking about it, from eating different aspects. Because um, what, I, what I looked up was vitamin E, which we did a lot of, or we talked a lot on, is fat soluble. And we get that mainly from like leafy green foods. So they're your greens. Vitamin C, we instantly think of oranges. And that's not just oranges, but it's oranges, strawberries, um, anything citrusy as well as certain uh, peppers, just we like to think of the brighter colors. That's where vitamin C comes from. And then we have beta carotene. It's got carrot in the name. So like that's one of the things that you can instantly think of. Orange, none of these are dull colors. You just want to make sure that you're eating the proper stuff. But glutathione, I didn't know that that, I mean, I knew that it was an antioxidant because we talked about it before, but I didn't know until t today, yesterday, 
that it is the main antioxidant that activates all of the other antioxidants. So you could have all of these antioxidants and eat properly, eat properly, but if you don't have the right amount of glutathione in your system, then they're not going to work as well, and you're not going to be able to utilize those micronutrients as well as you would have without that precursor that helps everything kind of get the ball rolling. I thought that was pretty cool. I love that you said that. I love that you said that. Um, it's definitely something that, for some reason, I didn't write down in my notes here, but I definitely was seeing that word over and over again. So I'm glad you, yeah, glad that you threw that in there. Hey, at the end of the day it's all kind of a it's all intertwined it's all linked together our bodies are complex organisms systems um, a series of systems you know you are organ systems right and you got to take care of all of them the best you can don't don't overcomplicate it don't overthink it definitely go find your local local produce shops i'm going to be going to to check that out man bad on me i drive by it from time to time um, I've had other people reference it, so Darnell, I'm gonna come visit you, brother. I know. Um, what you nice What'd you guy. end up buying? What'd you get? Uh, first time I went, I bought a thing of pecans. Oh, I got there. I know. So Ooh. I like pecans. I didn't realize how expensive pecans were until I bought them because I'm used to my grandparents have pecan trees. So this is the first time that I've ever had to pay for pecans. And I was like, holy shit. Because I remember my grandparents would just give me like vacuum seal. Every time I came hey, to visit, here's another vacuum sealed bag full of pecans, full of pecans. What is it with grandparents living in houses? You've got like mine was the same way, man. They had I mean, it's, it's crazy. They, they all live in the same house. That's what, it, that's what it is. So because when I was at Mizzou and I worked at a restaurant, I would snack on pecans. And this lady who liked to bake, she goes, where did you get all those pecans from? I'm like, well, my grandparents, all this type of stuff. She goes, well, would you sell me a bag? And I'm like, yeah, I'll make some money. I'm in college. I was like, you can just have it. I don't really care. She goes, no, no, no. Let me pay you because pecans are expensive. I'm like, okay, whatever. And so I just gave her like half she the bag. You 50. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and um, so when I bought it, so first, either way, so I, I didn't realize how expensive they were. So um, I bought pecans. I bought spicy pickles. I bought a couple oranges and like a thing of lettuce just like um spinach Remain or iceberg lettuce uh spinach oh just totally spinach. Different. yeah for sure <laughs> over oh, two but um and then the second time i went i bought strawberries blueberries more oranges best orange i've ever had in my entire life by the way okay. and granted i've never been to florida and like had like something tropical there Me neither. but um, in the midwest it was fantastic so i bought oranges um they had apples i didn't get apples they, he just got new blackberries or a set of, or a bunch of blackberries. Um, yeah, so I just bought a bunch of small things. All right, quick question. But it's not a huge store. Quick question. Top two fruits that you eat all the time, and what's one that you never eat? Um, I eat strawberries and mm, I want to say kiwi because I prefer it over blueberries. And I do eat kiwi every week, but I don't eat it as much as I eat blueberries just because they're easier. Anything that I don't have to peel is yeah. something a little, a little easier. Um, one that I never eat is I'm not a huge banana guy. I mean, I'll eat them, but I'm not, a, I mean, I don't eat them as often as an other person would because no one really dislikes bananas, I don't think. 
but um, crazy yeah, people don't sure. like bananas so strawberries and blueberries probably but if i lived in a tropical area i would 100 percent eat pineapples and mangoes they taste so much better it's just pineapples are a bitch to cut up that's and not it, they're too expensive just to buy already cut up but no those are my two favorite fruits would be mangoes um and uh, pineapple however we have this another random fruit that i couldn't even tell you what it was because um, we called it monkey brains when i was doing my mission trip in peru uh we had so it was like a hard it was like a hard casing shell but like if you poked you could easily poke your thumb through it so it wasn't very hard so it was just like a shell type thing so you crack it open and then you open and like you cut open half of it and they're like blue bubbles is what they look like and they had seeds inside of them i also love pomegranate i know that we kind of talked about the palm juice but pomegranate's really good too but this this fruit i have no clue what it really is i tried looking it up and i couldn't find it so if any listener knows what i'm talking about let me know um, we call them monkey brains. That's what they like nicknamed it. And then you like suck through the shell and it just kind of comes right out. The best tasting fruit I've ever had in my entire life. Where was this? Peru. We were on a mission trip. I was in chiropractic school. Um, I, it's not dragon fruit. I've never had dragon fruit. Have you? No, I've always wanted to. Is it called Lucuma? Yeah, no idea. Like I said, I, I tried looking it up. I was looking at pictures for about 20 minutes, probably two summers ago, trying to find it. Nothing yeah, looked like what I was eating. That's not it. That, that's like some weird pear slash avocado looking thing. But yeah, it, it, it was really good. What about you? What two fruits do you eat more than others? Um, I like raspberries a lot. I eat a lot of bananas just because I'm kind of lazy and they're convenient. And I would say like apples are something that and I like a good apple, but uh, I don't. I don't, just don't buy them. I just don't buy them for myself, man. They'll just, they'll, they'll just sit, sit there. there. Yeah, they just I, sit I'm the there. Same way. We'll buy apples like every three times we go to the store, and I don't think Astro and I ever eat them. They just sit there. Well, we don't have to keep talking about fruit on this podcast. But... No, the last five minutes. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> hey, they could have turned it off by now. Yo, uh, me and Eric are done talking about fruit for the night done talking about antioxidants in the day don't overcomplicate it understand that the marketing is is there to help you but at the same time they're really there to help themselves so antioxidants are typically one of those like trigger words for people where they have the the halo effect so do a little bit of research question everything when it comes to food and nutrition it's definitely going to benefit you long term when you do your own research but thanks for listening to episode number 28 and uh, more cool stuff to come.